We shall read from Leviticus chapter 6 from verse 8. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. It is the burnt offering because of the burning upon the altar all night unto the morning. And the fire of the altar shall be burning in it. And the priest shall put on his linen garment and his linen breeches shall, be, shall he put upon his flesh and take up the ashes which the fire hath consumed with a burnt offering on the altar. And he shall put them beside the altar. And he shall put off his garments and put on other garments and carry forth the ashes without the camp unto a clean place. And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Mukama nagamba musanti, lagira aloni naba nabenti, linolieteka eliechiwewa yo, echokewa. Echiwewa yo, echiwewa yo, echokewa. Chinaba anga kunkuzacho, kuchoto. Chinaba anga ko okukesa obute. Era omuliro ogomu choto, gunakumi wanga omo, obuta zikiranga. Era kabona anayambalanga echambaloche, echabafta. Neseru waleye eyabafta. Ana yambalanga kumubirigwe. Kale anastulanga evu erivu de mchuwe wayo echokewa omulido. Gweya gwe 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 che gwokeza kuchoto. Era ana analite kanga kumabbalige choto. Awo anayambulanga ebyambalo vye, na yambala ebyambalo ebirala, na twala evu eweru, woru sisida eri echifo echirongofu. Era omulido oguli kuchoto. Guna kumi buanga omo, obuta zikiranga. Era kabona, anayo kirangoko enku buli nchia. Era anachitekira tekirangako echiwe wayo echokewa. Era anachongirangako amasavu agebiwe wayo orwe mirembe. Omuliro guna kumi buanga mchoto, lutata, teguzi kiranga. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. I want us to share this morning just around what we have read. And I want to call this subject Keep the fire burning. Amen. Amina. Keep the fire burning. I'm getting my inspiration from verse 13 of chapter 6 where we read which said that the fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. 
It shall never go out. Amen. So God wants us to keep the fire burning in our lives. God wants that spiritual fire to keep on burning in our lives. God wants that prayerful life. Prayer should never die out in your life. It should keep on burning. Witnessing should keep on burning. The fire of witnessing should keep on burning in your life. The fire of living a holy life. The fire of righteousness. Should never be put out. It should keep on burning. The revival fire. Should not just be around. When we have a visiting preacher. And when he goes it dies out. God expects our fire to keep on burning. God hates a lukewarm church. When he was commenting about the church of Laodicea, he said, I know your works. That you are neither hot, you are neither cold. And he said that you would rather be either hot or cold. But because you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. So God hates a stature lukewarm He wants a church that is always in prayer. The revival fire should keep on burning. Prayer should not cease in your life. Reading and meditating upon the word of God should never cease. That fire should keep on burning. He told the priests, the Levites, where we read, after giving them instructions, he tells them, keep that fire burning. It should never go out. Now, those were priests of the Old Testament. But do you know that we are priests of the New Testament? Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 says, For you were bought with the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he has made you priests and kings and so God has made us priests and kings. And First Peter 2.9 says, you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people. In other words, we are a royal priesthood. We are priests. We are kings. Of the new 
Testament. Jesus Christ yes, is the King of Kings. But we are also small kings. Jesus Christ yes, is the high priest of our confession. But we are also priests. So God expects us to keep the fire burning. To keep our light shining. Wherever you are, people should look at you as an epistle, a written epistle. Matthew chapter 5, I think from verse 13 it says, it says that you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. A house built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do you light fire a candle and then you cover it with a bushel. And it goes on to say let your light so shine that people may see it and glorify your father in heaven. So God expects our light to keep on shining. Our fire to keep on burning. Let your light so shine that the whole world may see it and glorify your father in heaven. And a prophet told us, he said that we believers, we are God's billboards. We are God's advertising agents. Just like you see a huge billboard on the roadside, written on Coca-Cola, you know sometimes they write funny fun advertisements drink Uganda Waraji the spirit of Uganda that kind of advertisement and the, devil, uh, the prophet says that's what the devil has done perversion can you imagine that kind of advertisement one time the prophet was moving in the woods and he came across an empty packet of cigarettes. And the spirit of God told him, pick it. He resisted. He said, How? No, this is an empty pack of cigarettes. But the Holy Spirit kept on his speaking. And when he picked it, and he read on it, it was written on the smoking man's filter. The, the smoking man's filter. The thinking man's test. Can you imagine that kind of perversion? In other words, a thinking man 
Smoke a cigarette which has that kind of filter. And the prophet was saying, Can you imagine the perversion of the devil? To begin with, a thinking man is not supposed to smoke. Because smoke brings all sorts of diseases, cancer, and tuberculosis. So a thinking man is not supposed to smoke. Then God inspired the prophet to preach a sermon of a thinking man's filter. And he was saying a thinking man his filter should be the word of God. Because when you place the word of God just as a filter before your life it will filter out all the trash. It will take away your gossip. It will take away your lust. It will take away your anger. All that trash will be filtered out. And then the life that will come down will be the true life of a believer. So, we are God's billboards. We are God's advertising agents. One time the prophet was driving and then he saw a huge billboard and it was written on hungry just move Two kilometers ahead. And then down there was written on a certain restaurant. And then when he drove, after two kilometers, he saw that restaurant. So he was saying that one is a good, good advertisement. In other words, when you are hungry, then you will drive looking for that restaurant. And the moment you reach there, then you will expect your hunger to be quenched. So, let your light so shine. Let that fire of God keep on burning. We are written episodes. Red of all men. What kind of life do you live in your neighborhood? What kind of life do you live at your workplace? What kind of life do you live at school? Are you God's advertising agent? Or you live a contrary life? That brings shame to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Brethren, we are the light of the world. Our fire should keep on burning. Our prophet said, you'd rather leave me one sermon than preaching to me a thousand sermons. So, what kind of life do you live wherever you are? 
Your light should be shining. Your fire should be burning. Brabram talks about a certain man who came to fellowship and then he ended up at the end of the service he ended up giving his life to Christ. And then after the service the prophet called him. He asked him what led you to give your life to Christ? Is it the preaching that I preached? And this man said, partly, was it the songs they sang, the special songs? And he said, partly. But then he told him, there is a certain man we work with. That man is the one who brought me to this service this morning. And we have observed the life of this man at our workplace. His life is so sweet. It is so challenging that even if you step on him, he will not react and you know, complain and He's someone who is quite different. And we have questioned our lives. What type of person is this? He's so humble. He's so loving. And one time he shared to me that he is a believer. And I have all along desired to come and see where this man fellowship. So this morning I came and when I saw I heard the, the, the singing and the sermon that you preached Couple with that life of that man. That's why I said it this morning. To give my life to Christ. So our lives. Should advertise Christ. That fire should keep on burning. Not just here. But wherever we go, we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We are God's advertising agents. Amen. We should keep the fire burning. Keep the fire burning in our lives. The prophet says here, he says, uh, this light never went out. The priest just kept pouring oil into the bowel. The lamp was lit in a special way. First the priest uh, took fire from the sacred altar. 
which was originally lighted by the fire of God. He lit, first of all, the lamp that was sitting on top of the boil. He then lit the second lamp from the flame of the first The third lamp received its fire from the second lamp. As he did the fourth, you know, receives it from the third and so on. Until all the seven lamps were burning. Amen. Amina. The prophet is telling us that this light never went out. It kept burning. And why did it keep on burning? Because the priest used to pour oil in the bowel that contained these lamps. These were seven lamps that were connected to a certain bowel. In other words, their wicks, their wicks were connected to the bowel of oil. And the priest kept on pouring oil. Amen? Amina. And he goes on to say, You see, the lamp lit was in a special way. The priest took fire from the sacred altar, which was originally lighted by the fire of God. Amen? Now, the priest used to get fire from a special place, a sacred place, which the fire which was lit by God Himself. And then this priest, he would light the first lamp, and then he would get the fire from the first lamp and light the second lamp and get fire from the second he lights the third up to all the seven lamps Amen he goes on to say this holy fire from the altar being passed from lamp to lamp is a wonderful type of the Holy Spirit in the seven churches. The original outpouring of Pentecost. The original outpouring of Pentecost. Came direct from Jesus. On the mercy seat. Enduing his church through all the seven ages and showing forth perfectly that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and The never-changing God in his essence and his ways. In other words, this fire 
guno. Lead by the priest. By these Levites. He was typing the fire. That was led by the Lord Jesus Christ. On the day of Pentecost. The fire of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That is the only fire. That can keep us burning. Amen. Amina. Just like this casual normal priest just used to light, to light fire. But on the day of Pentecost, Jesus Christ yes, lit this fire. And the prophet is telling us, these candles, eh, candles zino, represented the seven church ages. Right from Ephesus up to Laodicea. God is the one who lit that fire. Jesus, the high priest, lit that fire on the day of Pentecost. And he expects that fire to keep on burning throughout all the ages in every believer till rapture. He does not want this fire to go out he lit it on the day of Pentecost. You remember on the, uh, on the day of Pentecost? He had told his disciples do not go to Judea, do not go to Samaria, go in the upper room and wait for the promise of my Father. And when the Holy Ghost has come, he will teach you all things and he will bring unto remembrance of all the things that I taught you. And on the day of Pentecost, these people were endued with power. They were literal tongues of fire which fell on each and every one of them. Amina. They saw They saw it of fire. Physically burning. They saw those pillars of fire. Each one falling on everyone. And they endured with the power They spoke in tongues. And people thought that these people were drunk. But Peter stood and said, Men, you think that we are drunk at this night? We are not drunk. But this is what was promised by Prophet Joel. That in the latter days, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. The old men and women will dream dreams. The young ones will see visions. So this is what we have received. And if you read Acts 2.38, it says that people who were there, they said, men and brethren, what shall we do to be saved? 
And Peter stood and told them, Peter, Repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy For the promises unto you and to your children and to as many as the Lord our God shall call. So the promise was for those people who were there. And their children that would come later on. And to as many as the Lord our God shall call. Who are those many that would be called? It is you and me. God foresaw us before the foundation of the world. He predestinated us. He knew we would need this fire. He's the one who lit it on the day of Pentecost. And he expects this fire to run all the way straight from the church of Ephesus to the church of Smyrna Pagamos to Laodicea. God expects every believer every child to have this fire burning. And should keep on burning. He lit it himself. Do you know. That. We are not here by chance. God lit the fire. God lit fire in us individually. He first lit a smaller fire. Because the prophet says, all the work of salvation, all the stages of salvation are by the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is the Holy Ghost that comes to you and woos you. And then after calling you out, it's the Holy Ghost that justifies you. Amen. It is the same Holy Ghost. That after sanctifying you. Just like we have come here this morning. We have come in the house of correction. We have come in the house of judgment. When the word is being preached. Under the anointing. It is supposed to wash you. And clean you. If you obey it. If he tells you to repent. And you repent. Then it cleans you. The same Holy Spirit. That called you out. And justified you. Keeps on cleaning you. We are washed by the water of the world. And then finally, the same Holy Spirit comes in you with fire and fills you. 
just as he did it on the day of Pentecost. When John was introducing the Lord Jesus Christ, he saw him coming and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And previously he had introduced him. He had about him. He said, There is one who is coming. A mighty one. I must decrease but he must increase I'm not even worthy to untie his shoelaces with me I'm baptizing you with water but that one who is coming he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire so that was the Lord Jesus Christ. That great high priest who slid fire on the day of Pentecost. The same Lord Jesus Christ lit fire in our lives. That fire wooed us out of our walks of life. That fire is still working on us. Sanctifying us and cleansing us. And finally that fire will fill us with the baptism of the The same high priest the Lord Jesus Christ who knew him before the foundation of the world is the one who sets the fire himself. He said no one can come to me without my father bringing him. You did not choose me, I'm the one who chose you. You didn't seek me, I'm the one who sought you. So he knew the foundation of the world. When he's here on earth in flesh, he just moves by the seashore and he meets uh, James and John the Bible says that they were with their father Zebedee and they were mending nets and then he calls them John and James come and follow me I will make you fishers of men and they follow him can you imagine People whose trade was fishing. That's how they used to earn their living. But here comes a common man. And he speaks to them. And then they are seduced to follow him. What power was that that seduced them? It is the power of the Holy Spirit. Because he foreknew them. Before the foundation of the world. He meets Peter. Peter. Rather, he meets um, uh, Matthew. A tax collector. He calls him, leave your revenue business. Come and follow me. Matthew follows him. 
He preaches to them the word. Sometimes he would preach hard words. If you don't eat my flesh and take my blood, you have no portion in me. And the Bible says that the multitudes that were following him, 70 broke off. And he turned to the 12. And asked them, Do you also want to live? And they said, Lord, where can we go? You are the only one who has words of eternity. They clung to him. And finally, when he's leaving, hear his words in John chapter 17 when he was praying for them before he left, before he died. John chapter 17 from verse 6. Let's start from verse 4. He says, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. <coughs> I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept the word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, verse 14, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world, but that thou shouldst keep them from the evil one. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Nze nkukulumiziza kunsi kubanga nze nkukulumiziza kunsi kubanga omulimgwe wampa okukola ngukomekereza. Ai chitange nikakano ngurumizagwe wamunawe mchitiwa chiri chenalina cho awamunawe ngensite nabawo. Njole seza erinyario abantubo abantubo abantube wampa okubajja munsi. Bali bali babo no bampanze na nabo bakutte ekigambo cho. Kakano bategedde ngabyo nabye wampa biva mugwe. Kubanga ebigambo bye wampa bibawadde neba neba Unyo kuminenya, mawade echigambo cho, era ensi, ensi abachawa kubanga siba ansi, nganze bwesiri wansi, sisa bagwe okubajja munsi na ye wakumenga mububi, siba ansi, nganze bwesiri wansi, obatukuze, obatukuze mumazima, nechigambo cho, ge mazima. Amen? Amina. Verse 6, I have manifested thy name, unto the name which thou gavest me out of the world 
Thine they were, and thou gavest them me. And they have kept thy word. Amen? I have shown your name to the people which you gave me. They were yours, but you gave them to me. The prophet says, we believers, we are God's love gift to Jesus Christ. In other words, God foreknew us before the foundation of He wrote our names in the Lamb's Book of Life. And He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to call us out. To call our names out. So the three stages of salvation are by the Holy Ghost. I have manifested thy name. What is that name? The name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I came in my father's name. And he didn't receive me. So the name of the father is the Lord Jesus Christ. Jehovah of the Old Testament. Jesus of the New. I have manifested your name to them. They were yours. You gave them to me. Sanctify them with the truth. Thy word is truth. All the three stages of salvation, justification, sanctification, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it is the work of the Holy Ghost. To those ones whom he foreknew before the foundation of the world. Romans 8 29 says, All things work together for good. For those ones whom you foreknew, you predestinated. And those ones whom you predestinated, you called. Those ones whom you called, you have justified. And those ones whom you justified, you have glorified. In other words, it is the same Holy Spirit. The same fire calling us out, justifying us, sanctifying us, and finally putting us in Christ by the baptism of the Holy Ghost for service. Jesus Christ, yes, Christo, the high priest, doing that. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is supposed to put you into service. Amen. Amina. Because justification is not enough. Sanctification is not enough. God wants to use you. 
That God who lit the fire. That great high priest who lit the special fire in you. He wants to finally give you the great, great fire of the baptism. Which will transform your life. Because without that fire of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, brother, sister, you can't do much. That's why we need that final fire of the baptism. To put us into service. Without that baptism, you cannot be a good song leader. You cannot be a good, you cannot even, even, you are not supposed to be a preacher. You are not supposed to be a deacon. You cannot make a good uh, musician. Because you can easily come and play music here. And we get blessed. But you reach, live here and you live a contrary life. You cannot be a good housewife. You cannot be a good husband. Without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's why we need this fire. Of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And keep it burning. Without it, you can't do much. God gives us the Holy Ghost to put us into service. Without the Holy Ghost, the prophet says you are not even a Christian. You are just in the process of becoming a Christian. Justification is a very wonderful thing. It is by the Holy Ghost. But it is not enough. Sanctification is good. But it's not enough. Because God wants to use you. God wants you to be a written epistle. Bread of all men. And that one you cannot do. You can't do it sufficiently with these two stages. One time the prophet saw. He saw a tortoise. And he thought it was a stone. But then when he tried to scrutinize, he saw it had something ahead that had And he realized it's a tortoise. And when he touched it, he just hid the, the head. And then he said, uh, this stubborn tortoise, before he got saved, he just got a stick, and he hit it. You move. And it remained in one place. 
And then he hit it again. It remained in one place. He went and got a bucket of water. And he poured on it. And then some few bubbles of air came from underneath. He said this. This, this stubborn thing here. He picked, he got a matchbox. He got some grass around. He just put it put it underneath. And then, and then he lit fire. And immediately pulled out the head. And started running. And the prophet said, That's what we need. We need that baptism of fire to put us into service. We cannot serve him enough without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Jesus spoke these words in John 15. He said, I'm the true vine. And my father is the husband man. Every branch that does not bear fruits, he prunes it and cuts it off. And he said, I'm the true vine. You are also branches. Abide in me. And my words abide in you. That's when, that's the only way you'll bear fruits. Because without me, you can do nothing. Brethren, without Christ, without that baptism of the Holy Ghost, we cannot do much. Without surrendering to Christ, to light this fire in our lives, we are wasting time. We are just struggling believers. We can never overcome without that life of Christ. We need Christ to light this fire in our lives. We need to surrender our lives and have faith in God and keep seeking until we are filled with the baptism of the that is the only thing that can help us. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, without that, we are just struggling believers. Paul talked about that. He was giving an example of a struggling believer. And a believer who has received this fire. The fire of God. A believer whose life is lit by this fire of God. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. Let us read Romans. 
Romans chapter 5. By the way, that is the wise thing you have done. It's getting too hot. Romans chapter 7 from verse 18. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that, I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. <coughs> Wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Kuba, kuba, kubanga maninga munze we mubiri guange, temutu la chirunji, kubanga okwagala kumbela kumpi, na yoku kola e chirunji, tewali, kubanga chenja gala e chirunji, si chikola, na yeche sagala e chibi chenkola. Na ye, na ye obanga chesagala che chenkola, sinze chikola na te, wabula HV echitula munze. Bwe chitio ndaba eteka anti, nze, nze buenjagala okukola echirunji, echibi chibira kumpi. Kubanga ansanyu kida ama teka gakatonda, mumutu omunda. Na ye ndaba eteka edala mwitundu byange ngaliru wanane teka iliyama gezi gange. Ilanga linde, linde ta mubufuge wansiwe teka liechibi elili mubitundu biyange. Nze ngandi muntu, nze ngandi muntu omunaku, ani alindo kola mubili gokufa kuno. Neba za katonda kubwa Yesu Kristo mkama wafe. Kale buwechitio nze, 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 nze ka mumagezi ndi mudu wa mateka ga katonda. Na ye mubili, na ye mubili. Amen. Amina. Paul here, Paulo Wano, is talking about a fleshly carnal man. Agamba a believer who has been justified, who has been maybe sanctified. But he's not yet filled with the baptism. Amen. Amina. 
He wants to serve God. He wants to live a holy life. He wants to do things that please God. Amen. Verse 18 says, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me. But now to perform that which is good, I find not. In me, I'm willing to serve God. I'm willing to be a good believer. I'm willing to reflect Christ. I'm so much willing to pray and be so much prayerful. But I find a law in me that fails me. And he goes on to say, oh wretched man, who will save me from this kind of struggling? Amen? Amina. But then verse 25 he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God. But with the flesh the law of sin. Chapter 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh. But after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Kubanga mateka chegata inza, chegata inza. Kubanga manafu olomubiri. Katonda boyatuma omwana weye, mchifana nicho mubiri kwechibi. Era olwechibi, nasaira omusango echibi mubiri. Obutukirivuwa mateka bulioke, butukiriziwe, mufe, abata tambula, abata tambula, kugoberera mubiri, wabula, omoyo. Amen. Amina. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. How do we enter into Christ Jesus? The Bible says that by one Holy Ghost baptism, we are baptized to enter into Christ. So there is no condemnation to those ones who are in Christ. Who don't walk after the flesh, but who walk after the Spirit. God 
does not want you to struggle. I remember when I was learning to drive. In those days, you know, these gear, automatic gear powered cars were very rare. Were so you'd struggle, you know, with these manual ones. You have to step on the clutch to engage the gear, you know, when you reach on a hill. And maybe you are in a jam. You have to, to, to try and balance the, the clutch and, and the, the accelerator. Because if you are not careful, the car can run behind and even knock others. So it is kind of a struggling thing. But when these, these ones came, you don't have to struggle. When you're on a hill, just step on the, on the, on the brake, you can put the handbrake, and then after you just release, and then, you know, the thing is automatic. Life is Amen? Amina. God does not want us to struggle. When Jesus was here, he said, come unto me. Yagamba All ye that labor. And are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me. For my burden is easy and my yoke is light. Come unto me, ye who labor. And I will give you rest. Jesus, our high priest, came to give us rest. He saw you heavy laden with lust, with anger, with that crooked kind of life. And he called you to give you that rest. Which the prophet says, it is the true Sabbath. Because the Sabbath of the Old Testament are just shadows that we are showing the truth. How do we get the truest? Once we get the Holy Spirit and He comes and changes us, then we get rest. We no longer struggle. Because Jesus Christ is living His own life in our lives. It is Jesus praying in you. It is Jesus witnessing in you. It is Jesus loving your enemy. You. Otherwise you can never love your enemy. If you don't have the true article of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you can never you just have what they call phileo love. But that agape love, the baptism of the Holy when it comes in your life, it is the one that can make you love your enemy. So there is no more condemnation. Paul was putting a clear demarcation between these two believers a struggling one and one who has rested one who is in Christ 
Brethren, that's what we did. God did not save us so that we live a struggling life. Just like the life of Romans 7, 18 You want to do good. But then evil precedes you. Look at these disciples. They loved him. They loved him. They clung to him. The servant leave. But these ones cling on him. And he asked them, if you want to live, you can as well go. But they say, Lord, where can we go? You are the only one who has words of eternal life. And they cling to him. And he turns and tells them, do you know when I'm arrested? that all of you will leave me because the scripture says made the shepherd and the sheep will scatter and they all said Lord we shall stick with you and he tells Peter Peter do you love me he says Lord I love you he asks him the second time the third time until Peter is kind of troubled Peter says, Lord, you know that I love you. And the Lord tells him, when you are transformed, when you are converted, strengthen the brethren. Peter, you are going to deny me. Peter, you are going to deny me. Before the cock crows, you'll have denied me three times. And Peter says, Lord, I'll stick to you whatever comes. I'll stick to you. But we see shortly after Jesus had been arrested and a small girl comes and sees Peter and says, this one also used to associate with Jesus. And he says, no, 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 no. no. I don't know him. And then after a short while, another man comes. He says, you are a Galilee. And he used to walk with, you are one of his disciples. And the Bible says that he even cast I don't know him. I've never known him. And then this third time, Jesus, the cock crows, and Jesus turns and Peter runs and cries. Peter and converted believer. But on the day of Pentecost, when they received that power, that fire of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Brother Branham says, when they came looking for the disciples, and they were looking for Peter, he first ran away from Ephesus. When he heard that they are looking for him, then he turns back. He says, truly, truly, I can never deny my Lord. He goes back to his captors and he tells them, here I am. You can do whatever you want. 
And they told him we are going to crucify you. Just like your master. And he says don't do that. Don't crucify me as my master. Crucify me upside down. And that's how he was crucified. Because he had this gift of the baptism. Which Jesus Christ lived in his life on the day of Pentecost. Brother Branham, when he went through all those trials, God trying him. And he lost his wife. He lost his daughter. He lost his brother. He lost his father. And he says one time he was walking on the streets. And a certain man who knew him called him and asked him, William Marion Branham. Do you still preach and believe that Jesus Christ he took your wife he took you pleaded with him and he took all of them he took your father do you still love him? Do you still? and he says he felt as if he wanted kind of to deny him he started remembering how he prayed. But he says there was something which he felt in his soul. And it was holding him. Just So he felt like a nail-like thing in his soul holding him firmly. And he says that one was nothing. Other than the baptism of the Holy Ghost experience. Which he received. Otherwise he would have denied the Lord. That fire that was lit on the day of Pentecost. It kept on burning. In all the ages. Even in the dark ages. When there was a lot of persecution. That church of Smaina and these other churches. A lot of persecution. But the fire kept on burning. Because God himself is the one who had lit this fire. Even in dark moments in our lives. Just like that dark moment in the prophet's life. The only thing that can hold you firmly and you don't stand and you don't fall is that fire in your life. Otherwise, you'll fail. Amen? Amina. That's why we need that fire. That's why we need that experience. Look at a man like Moses. Moses grew up. 
knowing that he's not a Jew. Rather, he's not an Egyptian. Though he grew up in the palace, his mother used to tell him, because the mother, his mother is the one who brought him up. You see, for you are not a Jew, an Egyptian, you are a Jew. And he grew up knowing that. And the Bible says, he had learned all the skills, all the, the military skills, he was going to be the next Pharaoh. But one time he met some brethren, a Jew fighting with an Egyptian and him being so skilled in military science he just gets an Egyptian mishandles him kills him buries him in the sand and then after a few days he meets the two Jews fighting among themselves. He says, brethren, why are you fighting? And yet you are brethren. And they ask him, who made you a judge over us? If you want to kill us, as you killed that Egyptian, and from that moment he runs away. His life is so scared. He runs to Midian in exile. And now he forgets all about Egypt. But one time, he sees that burning bush. And he gets attracted to come and see. And when he draws near, he realizes it's burning, but he's not getting consumed. And a voice speaks. Moses, Moses. Musa, Musa. I'm the Lord God of your fathers. I'm the Lord God of Abraham. Isaac. And Jacob. The ground where you are standing is holy ground. Remove your shoes. And God gives him instruction. To go and deliver the children of Israel. Brother Branham says. That short conversation. Maybe a two. Ten minutes conversation between Abraham and the Lord was just enough to send Moses to Egypt with all boldness to face Pharaoh, the man he had run away from. That flame of fire that he met just for a short while was enough to give him all the strength to take away all the fear that had haunted him almost all his life. And the Bible says we did not receive the spirit of fear but we receive that spirit of boldness. The spirit of power. The spirit of adoption. Brethren, that's what we need. And to keep it burning. Look 
look at Jacob. So scared about his brother. And he has no where else to pass. There is only one way. And his schemes and his plans and he does everything. To make sure maybe he escapes from Esau. But when everything had failed, the Bible says that he separated himself. And I believe called upon the name of the Lord. And towards daybreak, the angel of God came who was God himself wrestled with him and transformed his life. And even when he went to meet his brother Esau he no longer had fear in him. Brethren, that's what we need. God hates a powerless religion. God hates a powerless church. God wants a church that is run by He Himself. That's why the Bible says. Without him, we can do nothing. We need the true baptism of the Holy Ghost. We need the true fire of God in our lives. And not just sensations. No, we didn't know we didn't know we didn't and he justified you and he justified you with this one he wants you to come and give you the Holy Spirit the real power of the Holy Spirit and he changes you and he makes you his because the Bible says without the Holy Ghost we are even not we are none of his we are not yet believers. We are, not, we are not yet Christians. We are believers, yes. And this initial stage is very crucial in your life. If you are here and you have so justification stage is so important. Sanctification is so important. But it is not enough. Because the prophet says, without the Holy Ghost baptism, you are not yet a, a, a Christian. 
But you are in the process. You are seeing the process of becoming a Christian. Amen. Amina. I can give an example. It's just like someone pursuing to be a doctor. There are stages that they start with. Right from around senior six, senior five, you take special subjects. Maybe physics, chemistry, physics, biology as a must. Biology. Maybe BCA, what these days they do a BCM or something like that. You know, you have to start up. And then if you pass and qualify, you pursue medicine. You are not yet a doctor. Then after you reach a certain stage, you go for internship. Then after that, after writing papers, finally, they give you a degree. Bachelor of Medicine. Now you are a true doctor. Before that, you are in the process of becoming a doctor. Justification does not make us Christians. It puts us in the system, in the process of becoming Christians. That's why Jesus Christ emphasized and told his disciples, don't go to Samaria, don't go to Judea. And wait for the gift of the Holy Ghost. And on the day of Pentecost, when they, were, they received the Holy Ghost, and they were endued with power, and the Bible says that one time they were preaching in Antioch, and people who saw them, they said, truly, truly, these people are like Christ. They were meek there. The power that they have. The love that they have. It's just like that one of their master. They and from that time. The word Christians started. To be Christ like. Because they had the life of Christ living in their lives. Brethren, that's what we need. The true article of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen? God wants that driving force in his church. It is the power that is supposed to drive the church. That fire that he lit on the day of Pentecost. That fire that is supposed to keep on running throughout all the ages. That fire that is supposed to be in each and every believer. That is the fire that we need. We sing that song. Give me fire. In my lamp. Keep me burning. Give me oil rather. Give me oil. 
in my life. Give me burning. Give me oil in my lamp. Give me oil Keep me burning. Keep me burning till the break of the day. God, give me oil in my lamp. It is only that oil, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that can keep you burning. It is that oil that can keep you burning till the end of the day till that rapture when you come to rapture his church you need that oil these seven lamps in the Old Testament they were not burning on their own there was oil under the bowel which the priest and he kept on pouring to make it burn. God is so much willing even to those ones who received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God wants him to keep on pouring more he wants to give you a baptism and a baptism. God is not short of that fire and the baptism and the oil. Just like God told the Levites to keep pouring oil. That's how he wants to keep on rebaptizing you. He's not short. Amen. Amen. Look at the disciples. Brother Branham said, if I ask you, since when did you have a wonderful experience with God? And you tell me, three years ago, that's when I received He said, I will tell you, shame on you, backslider. Two years ago, you are supposed to keep on having experience upon experience. The fire is supposed to keep on burning in your life. God is interested to rebaptize you. Even those ones who received, He wants to give you more. The disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. They will say that one time they were being persecuted. I think we can read it. Acts. Let me see if I can find it quickly. God is interested to keep pouring oil upon oil. To keep our lamps burning. Acts chapter 4 verse 21 So when they had further threatened them they let them go finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people for all men glorified God for that which was done for the man for the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle 
of healing was shewed. <coughs> Verse 23. And being let go, they went to, to, uh, to their own company had, and, and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is uh, in them is. Who by the mouth of their, of their servant David had said, why did the, the, the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? Okay. Verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Nabo Oluvanimaroko Gera Nabo Oluvanimaroko Gera Nabo Botoxomi and Oza. Amen. You see, we are seeing that these people were threatened. About to Anovati Sibati Sibwa. I think after they had prayed for that, a, a miracle of the man who used to beg at, at, at the gate, the Vadivasa Gate, who was about 40 years old and now he gets healed and now they threaten them they says that they went in a certain room and closed themselves there and prayed and sought the face of God Lord look at these threatenings and when they were still praying God sent again the gift a rebaptism and they were baptized again and they were strengthened to do more work God is willing to keep on pouring oil in our lives that's what we need the true baptism of the Holy Ghost. The fire to keep burning. The prophet says here, if you want to get a beautiful picture of the lamp, read about it in Zechariah. 4, 1 to 6. And the angel that talked with me came again and, and waked me up as a man that is waked out of his sleep. And said unto me, What says thou? And I said, I have looked and behold a candlestick. All of gold with a bowl upon the top of it. And his seven lamps thereon. And seven pipes to the seven lamps. Which are upon the top thereof. And the two olive trees by it, one upon the right side and one upon the 
and, and side of the bowl and the other upon the left side thereof. So I answered and spoke to the angel that <inaudible> talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me, he answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord. Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel. Saying, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Here is another lamp of pure gold. It is burning brightly because it has plenty of oil. He goes on to say, the two trees represent the Old and New Testament. And of course the oil typifies the Holy Ghost. Who alone can give the light of God to the people? The angel who spoke to Zechariah was as much as saying this what you see means that the church cannot accomplish anything by its own might or power but by the Holy Ghost. Amen. The church cannot achieve anything by its own might or power but by the Holy Ghost. Not by power, nor by might, but by the Holy Ghost. Brethren, that's what we need. The true article of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Whatever it takes, you have to seek until you have received it. Otherwise, you cannot achieve much. It is only Christ that can achieve it. You. Your faith is not enough. You need the faith of Christ. It is Christ who can believe in you. Otherwise you are struggling to believe. Jesus told his disciples. When the Holy Ghost has come. He will teach you all things. And he will bring to remembrance. All the things that I taught you. The Holy Ghost is a teacher. He's the only one who can reveal this word. Reveal the message. And make it so clear to you. He's the one who can reveal this Bible to you. Zerubbabel, not by power, not by Zerubabel, my power, by my Amen? But by the Holy Ghost. When the disciples, after receiving the Holy Ghost, and they performed that miracle, that gets beautiful, and that man was healed, Peter was testifying 
Hear what he says here in Acts 3.16. From 15 he says, And killed the prince of life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong. And, his, and, and in his name, and faith in his name hath made this man strong. Whom you know, the faith which is by him hath given him that perfect soundness in the presence of you all. In other words, he's saying the faith which is by him it is that faith that otherwise we don't have faith that could raise this man the faith of Jesus Christ in us that we got at the day of Pentecost it is what has done this miracle amen amen Brethren, that's what we need. We need to keep the fire burning. Jesus lit this initial fire. He justified you. He has sanctified you. He wants to fill you. But he will not impose himself on you. He's waiting for you to pray and seek his face until he comes in your life and he baptizes you. Oh, how we need him. Without him, we can't do much. Brethren, we need to keep that fire. The fire of seeking. Which maybe you picked from a preacher. Exactly. That you picked from a preacher who came and preached about the Holy Spirit. God wants that. that that, that fire to keep burning until you receive the Holy Spirit. Don't allow the devil to quench it. Keep seeking. Our prophet told us, remain on the knees until you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Let not that fire not be quenched by the devil. Keep seeking until you are filled. Keep a closer walk with him. The prophet said, Jesus Christ used to pray most. He would spend the whole night praying. And in the course of the day, he's preaching, and, you know, he's performing 
God himself in flesh. Jesus Christ. Yes, Christo. Why did he pray so, so much? And yet he was God in flesh. And he says he wanted to keep connected with his father. With the Holy Ghost. He would pray throughout the night to keep that connection. And he would say, my father works. Therefore, I also work. And the prophet says that praying that he would pray throughout the night, his father, the Holy Ghost, would inspire him and guide him where to go next. What to do next? Whether to go and rescue that Samaritan woman. Whether to go and deliver that invalid man who had been invalid for 38 years. Through that prayer that he used to pray throughout the night. His father would guide him. The Holy Spirit would guide him. And the prophet says, look at God in flesh. If you used to pray so much like that, then what about you and me? Sinners saved by grace. How much more ought we to pray? Brethren, we should keep that fire on prayer. We should seek a closer walk with him. That's the only way we can keep the fire burning in our lives. The prophet said, Do you want to see God? Do you want to see the pillar of fire? Do you want to... to to, to, to get the visitation of angels. He said, you woman, when you have sent all your kids to school and you have remained alone at home, start thinking about him. Meditate upon him. Sing sweet melodies about him. Then he will come down. Talk about him. Witness about him. Then he will come down. Look at those disciples who are going to Emmaus, the Cleopas. The Bible says that as they were talking about lamenting. Oh, he was supposed to rise up on the third day. Some of our friends have told us that he has risen. As they were talking about him, he came and joined them. And the prophet says, when you meditate upon him, when you talk about him, when you read about him, just in his word, in the message, and you are getting closer to him. You are keeping that fire burning. Amen? Amen. That's what we need to keep this fire burning. God wants this fire to keep on burning. The fire of prayer. The fire of witnessing. 
Kujulira. And we need God to light it in our lives. Through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And after he has lit it. You and me are the ones to, to find it. By living the life of the word. And the prophet says. When that fire is in you. Even the demons will know. And they'll keep away from you. Why do you keep on gossiping? And tattling and all this and that. It is because you don't have this fire in you. Do you know that animals they fear fire? These herdsmen, when, when, when they are keeping their cows, they, they make sure they light fire at night. To keep away these animals. Like the leopards, the, you know, the lions, even lions fear fire. It keeps them away. What about the fire of God? That life of God. In your life. Even the demons will keep away from you. Even the demons will identify you. In the days of Paul. Some young boys were imitating. They saw a man who was demon possessed. And they also came to him. We cast demons out of him. In the name of Paul. And those demons recognized the boys. They said, Paul, we know. Jesus Christ, we know. Who are you? And the Bible says that they turned that man who was infested with demons, turned on them and tore them. In other words, demons recognized your life. What kind of life are you living? Are you living a holy life? Are you living a life of the word? Are you keeping the fire burning in your life? Brother Branham preached to someone. How can I overcome? And he says the only way you can overcome. A believer can overcome. Is to keep. The life of Christ in him or her. The life of prayer. The life of witnessing. The life of fellowship. The life of reading the word of God. To keep the fire burning. That is the only way. You can overcome the devil. How is your life this morning? Is your fire burning? One time he was crossing a certain river. 
the prophet Nabi. and there was kind of a tree a log which they were using like a bridge to cross and when, when he stepped on it so that he crosses a chunk of it fell in and he almost fell in the river and he realized that because this log had been submerged in water part of it had rotten that's why he almost fell in with it and in that message he says that's how most believers are they live a careless life they don't keep the life of Christ in them they are submerged in the world water types the world always with the things of the world the routine of the world you wake up so late, you just offer five minutes prayer, you, you are always on Facebook, you are always on WhatsApp, you don't get time to pray, you don't get time to seek the face of God, you don't have the Holy Ghost and you are not seeking. Your life is in the world. How can you overcome? When you don't have the fire of God. Brethren, the coming of the Lord is so near. How are you standing with him this morning? What if rapture takes place? Do you have that oil? Remember the parable that Jesus Christ gave. Of the ten virgins. The five were wise and they had oil. And the five were foolish and they didn't have oil. And they all went to wait for the bridegroom. And in the course of the night. Word came forth. Behold the bridegroom cometh. And they all woke up. And they lit their lamps. But the foolish one's lamps were fading, they were waning. They didn't have oil in their lamps. And they started begging from their friends, give us some little oil. And they said, go and buy for yourselves. And the Bible says that when they came back, the bridegroom had already come. The door was locked. And even if they knocked frantically, Jesus said, I never knew you. And they were locked out where there was gnashing of teeth. A type of the great tribulation. Jesus had ruptured his five ones. Jesus had ruptured his five wise ones who had oil in their lamps. How are you standing this morning? Do you have that oil? Keep the fire 
burning. God told the Levites. Those who are priests of that day. We are priests and kings. Of the New Testament. God wants our fire. Burning on our altars. In our lives. We are written epistles. We should reflect Christ wherever we go. Keep that fire burning. Keep in prayer. Keep seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Until you have received. Don't allow anything to retard you, to fail you. When you embark on seeking, make sure you have received him. Keep the life of Christ in you. That's what we need. I cannot do without you. I cannot do without you. I cannot do without you in my soul. I cannot do without you. I cannot do without you. I cannot do without you in my soul. I cannot pray without you. I cannot pray without you. I cannot pray without you in my soul. I cannot pray without you. I cannot pray without you. I cannot pray without you in my soul. I cannot live without you. I cannot live without you. I cannot live without you in my I cannot live without you. I cannot live without you. I cannot live without you in my soul. So help me, help me, Jesus. So help me, help me, Jesus. So help me, help me, Jesus, in my soul. So help me, help me, Jesus. So help me, help me, Jesus. So help me, help me, Jesus, in my soul. So feel me, feel me, Jesus. So Ask him to fill you this morning. 
He's the only one who can help you. Him and him alone. He's the one who started that good life. That good work in you. He's the one who sought you. He's the one who chose you. He's the one who found you. He's the one who predestinated you. Paul said, He who started this good work in me, He will accomplish it. God does not want to do a half work. He's not a God of shoddy works. He wants to fulfill that which he started. He does not just want to justify you or to only sanctify you. He wants to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That one who lit the initial fire on the day of Pentecost, he's still feeling. Peter said the promises unto you and to your children and to those ones who are far off whom the Lord our God shall call. So God is more willing to fill you more than you are willing to be filled. And if he filled you, he wants to refill you. God wants to keep his church run by that power. His power of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It is not by power, it is not by might. It is by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That is the thing that we need. That is the power that runs the church of Christ. God does not want you to struggle to live a life of a struggling Christian. He said, come unto me, all ye who labor, I will give you the rest. He wants to rest you this morning. He wants to hide you in him the rock of ages that was smitten for us rock of ages cleft for me let me hide myself in thee let I draw this plating 
Ask him to grant you grace. Ask him to fill you. Ask him to light that fire of service in your life. Ask him to refill you if he filled you. Because his presence is here. He's more willing to fill you, to transform you, even more willing than you are willing. My tears forever flow. Could my sin no longer know? Is for sin could no atone? Thou must save that thou alone. Please. 